the whole world watched as Mark McGuire smacked 70 dingers to become the MLB single season home run champ. Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to an exciting edition of Thrifty Podcast, a podcast that just does not sleep, and it's also secondhand shopping for worm people. I'm your host, Toddy, and yes, I still haven't been sleeping well, but I've been using those hours put together, combined, to create 50% of a pop-up shop. So this episode... Thrifty presents the Brick Body Kids, and the Brick Body Kids are me, Toddy, the host of the show, and the co-host for this episode again, welcoming back Shane Becker, who's the other Brick Body Kid. Welcome to the show, Shane. What it do, baby? How are you? I'm doing okay. Right, we've seen each other. We live together at this point with how many hours we've just not been sleeping. Not been sleeping. Not been sleeping together and doing creative work, I guess you can say. Creative work. A or at lot least that's of, how I'm going to call it. It's creative passion project with a little bit of hot shots golf thrown in every hour or so. Pretty much all hot shots golf. And I knew you were going to bring this up right off the bat. So I'm going to let you air your grievances which with how I've been treating you. In the video game spectrum and how you treated me last night so go ahead i'll give you 15 seconds just lay it out on the table what happened last night you could tell everyone well last night this comes after a week of me being absolutely torched in the tolma mm -hmm. just constantly i think i am a total of three and 18 all time against you in video games but we've latched on to hot shots golf so uh we play College Slam for Sega, which is usually 70% to 80% me victorious. 100%. 100% I've been ripped Vic every game. I think I've lost by four. I've lost by 42. We played Hot Spots that one time. Yeah, Hot Spots in College Slam for the Sega Genesis. If you put Hot Spots on, there's different parts of the court that if you shoot from, uh, there, it, it's different amount of points. It reminds me a lot of MTV's like Rock and Jock. Oh yeah, and you ripped me eighty-seven day. to forty-two. Eighty-seven to forty-two College Slam. Then we went over to Hot Shots Golf Four on the PlayStation Two. I beat you three times in a row at that, and then two times again, and then two times again. And then yesterday you were talking mad a crap. Crazy Let's be amount honest. Of crap. Excuse my language. I was talking mad crap on Shane and what happened in Hot Shots last and night, And I Shane. said, if you keep talking like that, you're going to lose by five shots. And what do you know? I lost by five strokes. And I don't understand how the world works, but that is one crazy experience. And five strokes. And what I hated about that particular game of Hot Shots Golf is I kept it neck and neck. As you do all the time. We always do. And you and you know my strategy. I've said it out loud. I like to just keep it neck and neck. Nothing flashy on the golf course. Just just wait for the other person to mess up. Yeah. That is my MO. Just go par for the course and just wait for the opponent to just blow it. Hit the ball in the water. Hit it in the sand. Whatever you'd like to do. I let the other person 
create their own destiny and mess up. You didn't do that, so I decided to do that. Something happened last night, too. I didn't mention this while we were playing. Every time we played Hot Shots Golf other than last night, I've been up by two strokes in the front nine. You, I've been winning by two strokes, and last night I hit a bogey on the last hole, and you two-putt the I ninth two hole to take it from me being up two strokes it's a to shame. one stroke. And so me going in one stroke up, I think, created some weird juju, mm. and we finally broke the curse. Broke the curse, and I tried to keep it close, and then at the end I like to sink my teeth in, and you took my strategy because what I hated most about that is sometimes you know you fall down three strokes sometimes you follow fall down six strokes but it doesn't matter until you finish the game and the worst i've ever done was the lead that you had at the end so i never came back from that at any point and that's the worst it ever got is what the final score yeah. was which i think i Sucks. don't know it's I that hate secret it. water that secret ob that'll always get you on those last holes the secret out of bounds the secret water there's sometimes secret water on these golf courses the bare ass ground as they like to call it in the game <laughs> the bare ass ground <laughs> hitting from the bare ass ground is never as simple as you may think of it and if you hit the ball in the sand or the bare-ass ground... Or the rough or wherever that isn't the fairway or the green. Yeah, you have a meat selection. A meat meter. <laughs> a meat meter. So if your ball is caught in a hazard of some sort... An unfavorable lie. An unfavorable lie, there is a certain amount of gusto, a certain amount of meat... As we call it. I still don't understand it, but you seem to grasp that pretty yeah, well. Yeah, so the velocity of the ball. So if the ball is partly covered, you have the opportunity not to hit it at full power. So sometimes it says like you could hit it between 70% and 100%. Meaning when you smack the, the ball with the club, it may not hit full power just based on the circumstances that you're hitting out of. And it's all just a random number between 70 and 100 or between 53 and 100. You never want to see like a 43 meet. No, you never want to see. You know you're in for a bad time. You never want to see that meet because if you club it as hard as you can, you still might not get the the, uh, trajectory, the full meet trajectory of hitting all the ball. We need a meet counter. We need someone to write in and tell us how many times we just said meet. Meet, meet, meet. So as I opened the show – I talked about a new subdivision of Thrifty Podcast. Thrifty presents the Brick Body Kids, Shane and myself. We have formulated a pop-up shop and put that together so people have a physical location to visit us at Thrifty Podcast. Fun thing about that is... I took all the clothes that I've been accumulating and not selling, and I got some hangers, I got some racks, I got all my trinkets, all the trinkets that you've heard about the show since episode one, all the ones that I haven't kept or haven't sold already are in the shop, and then Shane also put all his collection of clothes some trinkets there too some stuff we got on the thrifty excursion together which is another episode so we combined our inventory for the brick body kids pop-up shop and that's one of the reasons why i haven't been sleeping because i've been working on that pretty hard how excited are you for this pop-up i'm the most excited i've been in years and that's not an understatement i think we've put a total of probably 72 man hours this week alone into just categorizing everything and getting everything all settled and situated. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about hangers. I think we have a thrift haul next to us, but our thrift haul, our underrated thrift haul of the week is the amount of hangers that we've come across. Oh, man. And I kind of feel bad about the hangers. So we have all these clothes. Well, h- how many pieces do we have in our inventory, would you say? Around. I, think I finalized it. It's like 225. 225 that's just pieces clothes. in the Thrifty Gift Shop. And that's just clothes. And we haven't even put the inventory on the, the action figures or the trinkets. Or we have a lot of vintage like football stuff, wrestling stuff, all kinds of stuff. Clothes alone, we have the inventory list is pretty high. And this week we collected hangers. 
and I've had to go to different Goodwill outlets. That's the places we shop by the pound. And we just got bags and bags of hangers. And for two days in a row, I had to swallow my pride and just be like, I know this is the Goodwill outlet, but can we get these hangers even cheaper? <laughs> you, I came over. It was 4.30 on a Tuesday. And you're like, I have a surprise for you. And I go, what? And you go, I got 120 hangers for $5. And I don't think I've ever seen a sheer amount of hangers for that little amount of money. And then we went back two days later, same Goodwill outlet, same cashier. That trash bag full of hangers, $5 again, hooked us up. That hurt me because um, as I was collecting the hangers the second day I was collecting the hangers, I knew in my head that I was going to have to ask her for the same deal that I got the day before. And she was all about it. She knew who you were. She knew where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I heard, like you do a podcast, all that kind of fun stuff. And so I apologized like seven damn times to say like, yeah, I'm going to ask for the cheaper price on the hangers because when you shop places by weight, it's by weight. And if you have a giant bag of hangers, that's going to be a lot more money than you think. So she's like, yeah, stop apologizing. You could get it at the the price. She was like, what did you pay last time? You're like, $5. And, and she's, she's like, like, do it again. Do it Here again. Here we are, 335 hangers for $10. So we thought that we would use the opportunity of our shop opening up to go over some pieces this past week and a little bit before that we put together for the final pieces for the grand opening of the shop. Now you can visit the shop right now immediately if you get in touch with shane on instagram at berg vintage or if you hit up thrifty podcast on instagram at thrifty podcast and say hey i want to know where the shop is i want to come check it out you definitely can do that but as of august 17th 2019 august 17th of this year we have an official dumb grand opening come to what we've deemed the big closet the big closet opening and so shane's gonna do uh, a tray of of some type of food of meat of and meat. cheese meat and cheese this we'll is call it the hot shots meat platter the hot shots meat platter hey you know what yes yes that's a great idea and if we do other like foods and stuff like that we should name it after something in the room, probably. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some something in, the, in 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 our pop up shop. We'll name that after. We could it, name it after Jack, our big tennis ball. Jack, our big tennis ball. Uh, it's a big light up Wilson tennis ball. Jack Wilson, as some would say. Jack Wil- Pittsburgh Wilson. Pittsburgh legend. Yeah, Pittsburgh legend Jack Wilson, jobber shortstop Jack Wilson. But August seventeenth, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get a hold of either of us through social media, or if you forget, just go to Facebook, type in Thrifty Podcast, message, how can I get to the opening? And my answer is definitely I'll give you directions. I'll (laughs) probably call you an Uber Yeah, if you want. If you want. So we're going to have fun there. But yes, so our thrift haul this week is some of the final pieces that we put into the Thrifty Gift Shop, Brick Body Kids Thrift Haul. So... First and foremost, a piece that was probably the latest piece. Well, the latest piece of the collection that I, that I at least put in there. We're going to be looking at a vintage St. Louis Cardinals Mark McGuire jersey, and that's uh, by Majestic. And um, it's it, you said it's one of your favorite baseball logos, the the St. Louis Cardinals. I despise the Cardinals, but there's just something about those two red birds sitting on a thick yellow bat, kind of just hanging out, doing mm-hmm. their thing. Um, we dated this at, like, 98. I think it's just super cool. I say that a lot about our pieces, but, I mean, this genuinely is actually, like, a very nice jersey. Um, red is in. Red is in. Red Girl Summer. Red Girl Summer. And for those unfamiliar with Mark McGuire, and in 1998, he broke – Roger Maris's home run record of 61 home runs in a single baseball season, and he batted over the fence 70 entire home 
runs. Only to be surpassed by Sammy Sosa, who's 73. No, you're thinking of Barry Bonds. I thought it was Sammy Sosa. No. So, 1998, the big home run chase. It was Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Ken Griffey Jr. And they were all going after Roger. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. They were all going after Roger Maris's home run record of 61. They were all doped up. On PEDs. Fucking horse tranquilizers. And horse tranquilizers everything. and all kinds of stuff. And they later admitted this. Though I don't believe Griffey was. Ken Griffey. No, Ken Griffey Jr. is the purest, most wholesome yeah. baseball player in existence. However, Mark McGuire in 2005 is quoted in Congress admitting that he shot horse steroids up his bum. To hit these dingers. To hit these dingers. So uh, the final tally of the 1998 home run race in Major League Baseball McGuire hit 70. Sammy Sosa also broke Roger Maris's record and hit 66. And Griffey hit 56 home runs coming in third. But Griffey also hit 56 home runs. Not juiced up. Not juiced up. On the power of love. On the power of love in baseball, baby. And he hit 56 home runs two years in a row. Yeah. So in 1998... Major League Baseball was a real-life video game. It was, but there's a cheat code of that video game, and it deals with our Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh. There's one pitcher in the history of baseball to never allow – or there's obviously been pitchers that haven't allowed Sammy Sosa or Mark yeah. McGuire to not hit a home run, but Chris Benson of Chris the Pittsburgh Pirates never gave a dinger Never up. gave up a dinger in 56 – plate appearances between Maguire and Sosa never gave up a home run. Sammy Sosa has the third worst OPS, which is on base plus slugging percentage of Chris Benson, the hometown hero of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Never gave up a home run in 56 at bats between the two most powerful hitters of probably that generation. And he was pretty much our ace at the time, if I could remember, in 1998. And that's I mean, the, saying something about the Pirates. That's saying something about the Pirates. We are a terrible franchise. My favorite Pirates pitcher of all time was Kip Wells. Kip Wells? That's a good name. Kip Wells. Oliver Perez. Oliver Perez was a name that existed. I don't remember anyone else. Yeah, but Chris Benson and baseball folks, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he did fairly well with us and then he went on to be a new york baseball met yeah you're after right. us mm-hmm. yeah so i know something about baseball here and there but yeah so in 1998 everybody was just hitting home runs like it was a video game and uh mark mcguire busted the so mark mcguire finished with 70 but the one that busted roger maris's record was on september 8th against the cubbies and what is significant about that is the person who is just under him in the home run race, Sammy Sosa, he played for the Cubbies. So McGuire hit the dinger that broke the record in front of Sammy Sosa. So he hit that dinger right in front of that. Now, again, he ended the year with 70 home runs, but the record, the, the home run that beat the record was against the Cubbies. And uh, so this jersey that we have, um, yeah, it's, it's bright red. It has the St. Louis Cardinals uh, logo on the front. Majestic, which you probably know a little bit more about brands than I do. But Majestic does a heck of a lot of baseball jerseys. They, they have, like, the exclusive license. They can do whatever they want. And they did. Their jersey game is crazy. And I mean, this isn't like a jersey that they wore like in a game, but it's still. Mm-hmm. And, really and, nice. and that was also, I got, I purchased the Mark McGuire jersey the same day in the same thrift hall as I purchased the Pittsburgh Pirates. And this is a deep cut, maybe, but he was a slugger for us, a Black Pirates Brian Giles, number twenty-four most, jersey. Most noticeably, most notably known for, uh, he robbed a home run in left field mm-hmm. and left his cleat marks in the wall, and they didn't repair it for eight months. They shouldn't have. His cleat marks were just in the wall, and they then they repaired, repaired it the it. next year. They shouldn't have. That, that's a good note. So that was the first piece of our thrift haul. 
The second piece of our thrift haul was something Shane was excited. We, we got this together on uh, a thrift run. And what we're looking at is a head tennis jacket from what we did. What when did we determine that tennis jacket was from? Ninety-one, ninety-four. Ninety-one through ninety-four. And it's loud. It's it pops. It's super loud that it has like a red body to it, a white middle. Uh, on the white, there's black stripes, and up on the shoulders. It's uh, like out of the bottle blue, and there's lime green accents here and there. So and a triangle of the isosceles variety. A triangle of the isosceles variety. And uh, when we had bought it, I cleaned it thoroughly, and it really pops. And I think it's one of Shane's favorite pieces in the entire Brick Body Kids store. It's got a lot of flair. Um, it's definitely something I could see myself go getting like a shaved ice at. Some rant, maybe a Sonic, mm. maybe getting a Limeade. Um, what's your What's your favorite? What's your so? It's hot as it is now. It's summer right now. If If you close your eyes and you think of one shaved ice flavor that you would want as a shave ice to eat, what do you see behind this your eyes? This is going to be very off the cuff. There for our local viewers to some not local viewers. This is a. Uh, local kind of not really historic but very well favored ice cream place page dairy mart okay um so local to western pa yes local to even like just the south side of pittsburgh mm -hmm. um they have shaved ice there they have tons of flavors and one day i went there and i ordered half papaya half mango Ooh. and it was slamming it was Ooh. a tropical treat for the ages a little alternative fruit choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A little alternative fruit what choice. What would yours be? If I close my eyes and I really think about what flavor I want in shaved ice, I hear the ice cream man. He's coming along. What do I want? It's going to be grape. You got cosmic grape today at Donkey's. Oh, yikes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cosmic grape. So we went to, before we recorded... We went to Dunkin' Donuts, the very popular donut establishment. We're having, in like 2002, there was like that mass Walgreens where they all just appeared out of nowhere. We're currently seeing that with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, like Little Caesars had a run where they were just popping up Little Caesars Pizza. Now they're going away. Dunkin' Donuts are again popping up. We went to Dunkies to get some donuts. I went to the register, well, I walked in. I saw on the sign Cosmic Grape Slushy. It looked so a like, lot better on the sign than when she gave it to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah, I got to get this. So I just merely walked up to the counter, and I was like, this Cosmic Grape, got to get it. I got to get the Cosmic Grape. And she's like, cool. And then she said, anything else? And I said, three strawberry frosted rainbow sprinkled donuts. Of course. What else do you get? And then she said, oh, wait. I was like, what? And she's just like, I didn't ask you your size. I'm a fucking idiot. I love it when service. <laughs> I love it when service workers act like real human beings. She said to me, "I didn't ask the size of the cosmic grape. I'm a fucking idiot." And I was like, "No, it's fine." I was like, "I just blurted out cosmic grape and just went on." <laughs> For the record, I did want a size medium, so that was that interaction. The second interaction. So I get my cosmic grape pretty much immediately. Shane, what did you get? A bagel. I got, I got a, a little coffee and a bagel. Little burnt ass bagel. They torched my bagel. They absolutely burnt it to a crisp. Yeah. I've never seen anything so just burnt. And so so I'm sort of like walking in a figure eight pattern around the store. Doing a little pace. Dude, I'm pacing. I don't really I if I'm standing, like I just can't sit still or stand still. So I'm just I'm in the store. There's no doubt I'm in the store hundred percent. You're absolutely there. And I, t in my opinion, it looked like I was waiting for something. Yeah. I don't know. No, you absolutely were. And you were not in the wrong. So the other worker just asked me what I was, if I was waiting for something. And I said, yes, I'm waiting for my three strawberry frosted rainbow sprinkled vanilla donuts. And then she said something on the lines of like, oh, well, normally the cashier would get that for you not and then she goes not not saying that she did anything wrong she just 
I don't know. And if the she cashier was, was standing day. right next to her, and she's like, like oh, "The cashier geez. would get that." And she, and what else did she say that I was like, "Not." Oh, the- normally you just get it at the register after you order, but the cashier just didn't grab them. So what are you gonna do? And then I was walking around too much, and she was just like, "Usually you stand here to wait." Like, do we look like we're gonna do anything wrong? We just want our treats. She didn't. She didn't like it that I wasn't like you know belt buckle to the touching on the counter, yeah. like waiting for the donuts. And she had a sly backhanded comment saying that like she didn't know that I was waiting for these donuts at first. Like I'm standing up in your shop. I'm probably waiting for something. Something is going on. So that was the, that was the donkey experience for this morning. But let's uh, hop over to uh, a couple of pieces that uh, you, you did some research on. Do you want to do the, uh, the Disney piece? Yeah. So we have a, a primarily white with red sleeves, sort of baseball tee. Uh, old school uh, Walt Disney World shirt with Mickey right on the front. It's got that older, almost, you know, that iconic, like, 80s, like, word script, mm-hmm. which it is from the 80s. Um, the Haynes tag on it did confirm that. Just really thin. I love that about, like, thin. shirts that are that old. So thin. Thin stuff is, like, so cool because I don't like wearing clothes. Yeah, especially now where it's sticky, it's hot, it feels like you're breathing in a wet sock. Yeah, all day. it's kind of it's kind of terrible the weather right now. But um, with this Mickey shirt, it has a white body to it. It has the uh, the the red sleeves, and then Mickey right on the front, right on the white part, and then Mickey's wearing also a red shirt. And that's something that that cleaned up well as well. And that's uh. Though I'm not like absolutely certain that I'm convinced that I like Mickey, it's definitely a sick ass piece. Um, continuing down the line of the hall, um, something also you were excited the uh, Top Duck uh, Buckle Back gr- Bright Green Hat. If you're a repeat listener of the show, you know we love ourselves a good weird bootleg piece, mm-hmm. as we saw with the uh, pink. The juggernaut Copper hat? tone girl juggernaut hat. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes is, ago. And this is a green hat featuring the same sort of rope on the brim. It features the uh, duct, duct with a T mm-hmm. as commonly mispronounced duct tape. Duck. Um, and it says top duck. It says top duck right on it. And the hat is by Graffiti. New with tags. And as I was searching top duck buckle back hat, I realized that, yes, it was duct tape. It was the duck from the duct tape. But if you just merely put in duck top duck, nothing comes up. The only thing that came up was an episode of DuckTales. Hell yeah. That's and even better. From season one, episode 24 of DuckTales, it's called Top Duck. And in that episode, Launchpad's family comes to visit... And the Beagle Boys eye up Scrooge's new jet. We Ducktails. Could, we could call ourselves the Beagle Boys because our Ooh, our logo. That could be a as fun done little... by uh, our good friend Dom. Dom at Knife Juice on Instagram did our uh, little logo for us. It's a little doggy. It's a beagle. It's um loosely based off of my own personal dog Jasper. Shout Jasper. out Jasper. Love Shout Jasper. out Jasper. Um, she's a beagle. Um, and our dog is wearing what we talked about in our very first episode from when we, that we did together. Yeah, that we did together. A shark tooth logo athletic hat. Mm-hmm. And it has its little tongue sticking out. It just is a fun logo. And I am very thankful to Dom for that. Um, so the Brick Body Kids logo is the Beagle with the shark tooth hat, which you'll be seeing popping up on social media. So I guess we are the Beagle Boys. We kind of are the Beagle Boys in a way. I like and it. At Knife Juice, that's our buddy who put the logo together. He's actually going to be uh, coming over to present the logo print to us, and we're going to hang it in the shop as the first thing. That isn't for sale that's in that shop. That isn't for sale in the shop. We're going to hang that up. The only thing that we need to do before the August 17th grand opening is just hang stuff on the walls. Make it look a little bit more homey. Make it look homey, but the shop is, the inventory is completely complete. A lot of long nights. If you don't care about looks, just come over and see what's up. Just come over and see what's up. 
So yes, it's not the DuckTales episode, but it's a, it's a bright green hat, new with tags, buckle back. On the front, it says Top Duck in giant white bold lettering loosely based after like the top gun logo yeah oh yeah i guess so it's a top gun it's a it's a duck only a top gun logo it's like a top gun bootleg hat and we love it moving on to maybe my favorite piece of this particular thrift haul and i don't think it's even i I don't think it's the nicest piece out of these because i probably that that the head tennis jacket yeah or the St. Louis Cardinals jersey, we are talking about a vintage WWF, that's before they became WWE, WWF Degeneration X t-shirt. I think it's the most representative of the Brick Body Kids because we're doing our thing that we're doing. Some people do custom hats, custom whatever. We're doing bleaching. We're doing custom bleaching. And that's going to be our uh, mantra, I our guess. Our shtick. Our shtick. And this Degeneration X t-shirt, it has the Degeneration X logo on front. On the back, it has a little bit of adult a humor. A little, yeah. A little, uh-huh. It, it says two words. Suck it, Suck baby. it. And if you were a teenager in the late 90s. You're not going to be able to wear that in school. Like I was. Everybody was doing the crotch chop DX suck it taunt. Which everyone was then ripped off in Mario Super Strikers by Waluigi. That's well, his goal celebration. Yes, he does the, the suck it the cross, as well. Yeah. And if if the suck it crotch, crotch chop made it to Catholic school, because I went to Catholic school, you know those public school kids were doing oh, it. If it made it to us, a that's... A rompous madhouse in the public schools. That's how it was with, like, growing up in Catholic school. You knew if a fad or a trend made its way into our building. It was really a thing. It was really a thing. And so for those unfamiliar, Degeneration X, they were a gang of rebels who broke all the rules, said what they wanted... And wrestled who they wanted, and they were what you call a wrestling stable in the WWF. And a stable is a collection of wrestlers put together under one team name. And uh, the original run of Degeneration X was from 1997 to the year 2000. And then they had reformations so many over the years. But the original run, 97 to the year 2000. In fact, it was founded on August 11th, 1997, and its original intent was to be the foil of another wrestling stable called the Hart Foundation. Ooh. And that was with Bret Hart, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, Brian Pillman. Sad thing about them, they're all dead except oh, for no. Bret Hart. R.I.P. They all died young except for Bret Hart. Crazy how wrestling will just bash your body around some people are like oh it's fake but you still are taking a physical beating and it maybe the one of the biggest tragedies if not the biggest tragedy was owen hart who is a part of the hart foundation died in the ring when he fell from the rafters in kansas city and plummeted to his death that i was unaware of okay well this is this is good then Uh, yes so unfortunate circumstances owen hart was wrestling as a character called the Blue Blazer. And the Blue Blazer was very raunchy, very gimmicky. It was like a throwback to the 80s type of vibe. So he wore a blue singlet, which is long pants, and then like a tank top attached to it, and a mask. And his entrance, you would get lowered down from, you would get lowered down from the top of the arena. Well, when he stepped off to get lowered down, he wasn't hooked. Oh, so he rip. just stepped off into Jesus. oblivion and just fell to his death, his early death, unfortunately. But the Bret Hart, Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation, just tragic characters. We have a Bret Hart uh, little foam heart back there. We have a Bret Hart foam heart in the brick body. We pay homage to Owen that way. I we could guess. pay, in our own way, pay homage to Owen Hart with the Bret Hart heart. Um but Degeneration X, the founding members were Shawn Michaels, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, better known as Triple H, China, and Rick Rude. Now, when Shawn Michaels uh, got hurt, 
Um, he was on the sidelines, so then they added X-Pac, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Road Dog and Billy Gunn were a tag team called the New Age Outlaws. And during the commercials of this episode, we're going to get some Road Dog hot-ass promos because he, ev- before every match, he would grab the microphone and do this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the tag team champions of the world. It was a whole thing. And the arena would pop so loud because they would talk along with him. So Road Dog was like the, the mic piece. The um, front man. Well, no, no, because the front men were Triple H. So and the hype man. The hype man. Okay. Triple H and Shawn Michaels were the two front men, but when Shawn went down, it was mainly Triple H. Gotcha. But China, um, incredible talent, and uh, she was also a founding member of Degeneration X. So um, with Degeneration X themselves, they were sort of, yeah, like the anarchy group in WWF. And during the time the WWF uh, was feuding with the WCW, which is another wrestling promotion, and they were battling for ratings. They called it the Monday Night War. WCW and WWF each had a wrestling show on Monday night, so they would try to outdo each other every week. Interesting. This is the most I've ever learned about wrestling in one sitting. It was incredible. It was called the Attitude Era. I love it. The Attitude Era of wrestling. But what we did... Uh, the, the brick body kids, we, uh, bleached tie dyed the degeneration X shirt and it came out pretty cool. We've learned a lot about bleaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have what, like 12 pieces that we have. We'll sh- throw them up. We've already kind of hinted at them on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we've learned a lot. We've learned that not everything will bleach. Not everything um, will bleach. We've learned that demons live in our shirts. Some. We have... Two, three. We used to have three, two now. Two bootleg 1991 Beauty and the Beast uh, shirts. Oh my gosh, the Beauty and the Beast debacle. Uh, not even the. I think it was more like a um, exorcism. Yeah. So we'll can the last piece that we are going to talk of because this this is definitely the way top. better. This is definitely <laughs> this is so much better. So you these were your shirts. Yeah. So we had three. Beauty and the Beast. All identical. Just weird purple. What would you think those would be from? Some boardwalk in Ocean City. Okay. Um, you so, just go like to the beach and you find like those kinds of shirts. Mm-hmm. It says the Beast and it has an arrow pointing up. And it says the Beauty and a much better looking manuscript pointing to your left. So it's we have three black t-shirts and just on the – it's like in like pink and green – text on the front like a, a yeah. screen printed beauty it just says the beauty and the beast they're nice shirts like they look they're nice relatively shirts new aside from the one and and what happened with the one we we want to bleach it and what you do when you bleach shirts is you soak it first and i started to soak it and i noticed that it was spewing black liquid from it and the more and more i rinsed it and rang it out the more and more black liquid came out of it yeah. and i tied it up like we normally do with the rubber bands, I just didn't think too much about it. Uh, sprayed what seemed to be half a spray bottle of bleach on it, and it did nothing. Nothing. And, and it's a black shirt. It didn't take it the bleach. It didn't take the bleach. And then I cut my losses. I went to, you know, rinse it out. And the more and more I rinsed it, the more and more it coated the bottom of your bathtub with just this weird black ink. Black almost. ink. It didn't stop. It just kept bleeding, going, yeah. just vomiting black ink. And then and the we, only reason why it stopped is because we stopped, we stopped putting it underwater. It. Yeah. And we went and we put it on your chair outside to dry, which it then evidently stained your chair. Stained the chair And cold. then it dried. Mm-hmm. And then we realized we couldn't touch it because it kept leaving everything black. Once the shirt dried, I put it inside. I threw it inside. And in my dining room, there's a Steven Universe plush. And our son, our son sits on this this couch. And I just threw the shirt inside because it was dry. And I threw it on Steven. Maybe like six hours later, I take the shirt off 
of Steven just because I'm I'm gonna like you know fold it up, hang it up, burn it, you know whatever We're you burned. do. We, yeah. we threw it away, but we should have burned it. But Steven was then covered from stem to stern in black ink, soot. just weird, it's just weird soot ink. So then I got scared because I thought I ruined Steven. So he immediately had a OxyClean bath in the water. Just stuck because it's a it's a giant plush of Steven Universe. So the water just stayed inside his body. He went from probably a pound and a half to four and a half pounds and stayed that way for eight hours easily. But we actually cleaned Steven. We got rid of that shirt because it was just it even when it dries. It has a it, demon inside of it. Yeah, the dust the dust of the shirt. The just demon's like, probably named Chad or something. It's Chad the demon destroyed that shirt. But uh, that would be it for our thrift haul this week. We have plenty of other items in the store, uh, plenty of other stuff we didn't even get to today. But uh, what we did get to today, we have the St. Louis Cardinals Mark McGuire jersey, Degeneration X t-shirt, the head tennis track jacket, the top duck, bright green buckle back, brand new hat, the Mickey Mouse shirt. We have a Steelers shirt here and plenty of other things. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we return, a brand new return and a brand new edition of Thrifty Trivia Trivia. Stay freaking tuned. So yes, I like waking up early. I like feeling ahead of the day. I like getting all my stuff in before noon so I can relax. That's a certain type of person that exists in the world. Counterpoint, there are also people who get up early to do yard work. They cut their lawn three times a week. They trim their hedges two times a week. We are two different people. I don't know why I need to hear the lawnmower at 8 a.m. Stop caring about your yard that much. The grass is just going to grow back tomorrow. I don't care for those people. People I do care for are our PodCoin listeners. And every week we want to give away PodCoin Listener of the Week award. And this week's PodCoin Listener of the Week goes to one Ben Deedles. That's right, Ben. It's you, Ben Deedles. If you're listening, you're Thrifty's PodCoin Listener of the Week. We see that you're going back in time and listening to six-month-old episodes, year-old episodes, so you're diving back into the catalog, and we want to give you a thank you. PodCoin Listener of the Week this week, Ben Deedles. And if you'd like to be a PodCoin Listener of the Week in the future, all you have to do is listen to Thrifty on PodCoin, the mobile application that you listen to podcasts on. See you next week. So I have been threatened during commercial break by my guest today, Shane Becker, and said you said you were going to be ending this with a banger. Maybe. Now you're overhyping it a little bit. Well, I tried to overhype it, 
just to possibly uh, mess with your confidence in succeeding in the segment. You tried to do that all week with video games, and you and that didn't, didn't work. You can't shake me. That didn't work all week. I have been getting on you about the video game thing. I'm going to respond with one word. Maybe he'll just forget about this because I don't know how to respond to this at this point. And then you say, the reason why I mentioned this is I'm going to beat you so bad, you're going to make me famous. Yeah, that's what I said. I told you to have a good fucking night. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been roasted that hard. Yeah. I thought I was, yeah, I was going to try to beat you so bad that it just like made every blog. And it turned out that nothing. The I lost. Happened. The opposite I happened. I won hot shots. And we I then, could admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong there. We and played, you won. We played Madden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I beat you with Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington. Of the Detroit Lions. Of the Detroit Lions. 31 to 7. Jesus, I forgot about In how In a game bad that was that impossible was. to kick the ball. Joey Harrington led Detroit Lions versus the Chad Pennington led New York Jets ended with you beating me 31 to 7 with the Lions. So let's hop over into a segment that maybe I can beat you in and that is thrifty trivia trivia. Now for new listeners to the show, thrifty trivia trivia is obviously a trivia game. Now, we ask each other multiple choice questions based on the items collected in our thrift haul. They could be loosely based on the thrift haul or very closely based, and it's A, B, C, and D, and D is always none of the above. So two questions apiece. I'm going to fire you my first question. This is in reference to the St. Louis Cardinals bright red Mark McGuire jersey. In 1998, the whole world watched as Mark McGuire smacked 70 dingers to become the MLB single season home run champ. Which pitcher did Mark McGuire hit number 70 off of? Okay. A. Carl Pavano, B, Mike Thurman, C, Jose Lima, D, none of these, none of the above. Well, I know who it's not, and it's Chris Benson. It's not Chris Benson. Can you read them back real quick for me? The back? Can you read them back? Read them again. Which pitcher did Mark McGuire hit number 70 off of? A, Carl Pavano, B, Mike Thurman, C, Jose Lima. D, none of the above. So what is your thought process going into this question? So this is the end of the season, I'd imagine. Yes. I've seen video of it. They're in, I think they're in a dome. And I know that there's two teams that are the dome teams, three teams. Mm -hmm. It can't be the Twins. Because what are the dome teams that you thought that you think that you so there's four domes mm-hmm. and, and in that 19, I can 19, think of in 1998 domes yes there's Tropicana Field Tampa Bay Rays mm-hmm. there's a Metro Dome Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. there's the Rogers Center the Blue Jays mm-hmm. and Olympic Stadium the Montreal Expos mm-hmm. I don't think it can be the Rays the Twins or the Blue Jays, because those are all American League teams, and that's at a time where that's way too late in the season for interleague play. So I think it's the Expos. Okay. Um, the only pitcher that you're mentioning at all that has ever played for the Expos is Carl Pavano. Okay. I don't think you would pull a none of the above on this one for your first question. Interesting. I've never heard of the other two. So, again, I'm, this isn't number 62. This is 70. This is 70. The last one. This is what I'd imagine is in, like, the back half of September. Um, mm-hmm. It seems reasonable they'd be playing the Expos because they're in the National League. The only pitcher I remember from the Expos during that time is either Pedro Martinez or Carl Pavano. I don't know if Pedro Martinez is still on the team at that time. I know your history with none of the aboves. I'm gonna or do you? I do. Okay. And you've only ever hit me. You, the very first time you ever hit a none of the above was with me. 
mm-hmm. when I got the Toronto Raptors question. Yeah, I uh, you're yeah you were my first none of the above I think so yeah but which pitcher I, did Mark McGuire hit number seventy off of A Carl Pavano B Mike Thurvin C Jose Lima D none of the above I'm gonna firmly say A Carl Pavano Carl Pavano okay the correct answer is A Carl Pavano you nailed it and were they playing the Expos they were playing the Montreal Expos (laughs) so Carl Pavano which was the correct answer was a Montreal Expos pitcher Mike Thurman was also a Montreal Expos pitcher Jose Lima Houston Astros interesting uh, Mike Thurman and Jose Lima gave up the previous uh, uh, previous dingers. Okay. Previous dingers. So I think it was the last three or four dingers of Mark McGuire's run were all by Expos pitchers. That's crazy. And, and then the, the Expos one, just don't exist anymore. Yeah, and the one before that was Jose Lima. So I, I took two of the last dinger givers mm-hmm. and then Jose Lima. So you are correct. One out of one, Carl Pavano. That's fun. All right. I have a fun one for you, and this is in reference to our uh, top duck hat. Top duck hat. In particular, everyone's favorite duct tape. Duct tape. And so it's known, we all know, it's super sticky, it's waterproof, it can fix your shoes, fix a boat, whatever you want. But the United States government has something named the duct tape alert. Whoa. And this is an issue of a, this is a warning issued for what? If for what particular event occurs, so what? So the U.S. government had issued a duct it, it tape. Ha, it has in its code of whatever. It has this thing called a duct tape warning. So what is the duct tape warning? It was issued in February of two thousand three. Cool. And a duct tape warning is what? Okay. A. It is for natural disasters, especially floods, typhoons, hurricanes, or tsunamis. So A is natural disasters, mainly water-based. Water-based, yes. Uh, B, it is used in car wrecks by emergency services people to lift hot metal off of people in a way so they can get people out of cars in car wrecks because... Duct tape is a very good conductor of heat and will not burn you. Okay. C, in the event of a biological or nuclear attack. Or D, none of the above. So water-based natural disasters. Is A. B is in car wrecks so you don't burn your hands on hot metal. Mm -hmm. D is in the case of a chemical or nuclear attack. And D is none of the above. D is none of the above. Those all make a lot of sense. I could see all of those being correct. B is an interesting one because, like, it either could be furthest from the right answer or the right answer because it definitely doesn't fit in that category. So it's either a very it, it's nonetheless if it's the wrong answer, it's a it's a good pick, but it's something about it just sticks out. It's it's like way specific in comparison. So that one I'm kind of eyeballing as either definitely wrong or definitely right. Um, A and C make sense. Maybe not natural disasters because, like, that's a lot of weight to put on the back of duct tape. Um, um, uh, Or I could have just made them all up. Or you could have just made every one of those up. And that's always a possibility, but they 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 seem too cl- too too head on like too correct to be none of them. So I think it's one of them. Um, what was C? One more time. C is in the event of biological, chemical, or radioactive attacks or okay. radiological. Um, I'm going to go with. B, the car one. The answer is C, in the event of Uh, biological, radioactive, or chemical attacks. The answer is C. Duct tape is known for its weird ability to seal doors and windows and keep out, like, harmful rays or whatever, you know? 
Uh, B is completely made up. Yeah. I don't know where in my mind I pulled that one from. No, yeah. Like, I see, B seemed completely insane. And I tried to fool your brain by mentioning that duct tape is water resistant in the question and trying yeah. to get you to pick A. Yeah, see, B is, like, completely insane. I was like, it's going to be the most insane thing. It's it's definitely the most insane thing, and I was like, it's definitely right or definitely wrong. And the reason why I went with it, because it just stuck out, and yeah. that's why I went with it. Absolutely fair. I that's why I that went with it. That was the point. And, yeah, but it's insane to think that that could happen, but I was like, why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you never heard of it. You've heard of the Jaws of Life. Yeah. And why not a, duct tape? Why not duct tape being the jaw? So, okay. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay. Cool. You're up one nothing. The next question I have, the next and final question for my asking, is in relation to the Degeneration X t-shirt. I don't have high hopes for my answer on this one. WWF and WCW were rival wrestling promotions in the Monday Night Wars for television ratings. Degeneration X, under the tutelage of the WWF, invaded a WCW live event. They had a civil war, per se. They had a civil war in pseudo-army gear okay. and, and a tank. <laughs> so Degeneration X showed up in pseudo-army gear and a tank, and they drove up to the arena that WCW was working, and with megaphones just, like, shouted, like, let us in, like, all that, you know, that was weird stuff. As they sat outside the arena on the tank, what did they write in the sky? In the sky. They wrote it in the sky. Oh, jeez. A, F, U, two letters. B, suck it. <laughs> suck it, suck it, suck it. Um, or C, uh, something that looked like a phallus. Ah, uh, phallus. A yes, phallus, okay. a uh, co- commonly known as a penis. A penis. As a, a penis. So A F U B suck it C they drew a penis or D none of these they didn't do any of this. I assume this was nationally televised. Uh, this event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that immediately eliminates the penis. Um, it was the Attitude Era. It was. It was. The late 90s. I don't think they're gonna draw a penis in the sky on TV okay. though. Okay. okay. Uh, B was suck it, mm-hmm. suck it, suck it, suck it. Mm-hmm. Um, Could they say suck it on TV? I think it's like too that. on the nose to the shirt. Okay. A makes the most sense. F- You're you, sort of letters. censoring yourself. They did censor themselves. I know. I'm gonna firmly say D. None of the above on this one. D, none of the above. Would that be your final answer? That is my final answer. Okay. As they sat outside the arena on the tank, what did Degeneration X write in the sky? A, F, U, B, suck it, C, a P, P, D, none of the above. You said D, none of the above. And the correct answer is D, none of the above. The correct answer, what they wrote in the sky, was W, C, W, sucks. That's a little bit more. That's what I think. WCW sucks. So you officially have defeated me in this game, just like you defeated me last night. I'm four for four in thrifty thirty trivia against you. Game. Are four for four. It rivals some of the best players of all time in our sport. Oh jeez. So with your final question for me. It is merely for me to get on the board. Well, just yeah, you don't want to put the bagel. Yeah. No bagels here. Unless they're burnt from donkeys. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is in reference to our uh, head sportswear tennis jacket. Mm-hmm. Doing a little tennis history. Tennis history. So. In relation to the jacket. Tennis, way, 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 way back in the early centuries, was a royal game. Yeah. And King Louis X was the very first king, the very first person to ever install an indoor tennis court. In the 13th century. So far, ever. so far, I'm in. I think I may. Okay. Do you think you know what's going on here? No. I don't oh. know what's going on, but I'm saying I knew. I know it. it's history. Okay. Okay. 
So his death is widely known to be loosely connected to tennis. How did Louis X die? Oh, my God. (laughs) A, he had a particularly long set which lasted over four hours and is recorded on the record as him dropping to the ground after the final point was scored and his last words are quoted as, I will have died doing the thing I have loved most. B, immediately after match, he is noted to have consumed upwards of two bottles of chilled red wine and immediately after died from pneumonia or lung collapse. C, his tennis opponent that way that day was particularly upset with him and his unsportsmanlike nature, so the next week he hired a hitman to poison King Louis X's food with iodine, or D, none of the above. So first one, he dropped dead after he played. After a long four-hour match, he was quoted saying, I will have died doing the thing I love. B, wine stuff. Immediately after the match, he consumed over two bottles of chilled red wine and died from pneumonia and lung collapse. And C, hitman stuff. Hitman for being disrespectful. Or D, none of the above. Okay, so when you first posed me this question, okay, I thought I knew of tennis's history, right? Yep. And I thought that I knew how he died. Okay. I how thought, did you think he died? But when you read those, I didn't know any of those. <laughs> But the thing is, it could be one of those, and I just could have just not known or forgot or something like that. But I do remember remember him dying of a poisoning, I thought. I thought he died of some form of poisoning. And C is poisoning stuff. But I don't know if it's related to tennis, though. I'm stuck between C and D. And maybe you did a banger on me and said, I'll give you a D. I just gave you a D, so it's C or D in my head. I'm not saying those are the correct answers. I'm saying in my head those make the most sense, C and D. Um, it would be cool as hell if it was A because he just died, I died doing what I love. That's great. Everybody wants to do Go that. Go out playing tennis. While playing tennis. Tennis, great. Go out selling shirts. Great, that great time. B is cool as hell, too. Um, I always think about death and how I'm going to die, and it's, well, it's not going to be playing tennis. As you were writing this, I said I thought of, I think, the worst way to die, and that's having your ankles tied together with a large object and thrown into the Mariana Trench. I had a dream once upon a time that a building fell on me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a skyscraper. Okay. I was outside a skyscraper, and the building collapsed. Interesting. And it covered me in rubble. But do you want to know the scariest part of that? What? I didn't die. Not bad. In fact, I didn't get hurt. That's a victory. I was trapped under the entire skyscraper. That's c- even worse. Completely fine. With just an air pocket in front of my oh mouth. Oh, goodness. So, like, all I saw, it was just dark. I was completely covered in rubble. And, and your it was tongue's dark. just sticking out. And I just had enough to, like, breathe. So, there was, I was going to die. There was no way I was going to make it out. Mm-hmm. But I was uninjured, basically, waiting to die. I keep having dreams where everyone's speaking French, and I don't know what's going on. And then I wake Whoa. up, and I just don't know what's happening. French Open. French Open. But. All right. What um, is. I'm going to go with C, Hitman stuff. The answer is B. Immediately after the match, he consumed two chilled bottles of wine and died by pneumonia or lung collapse. Really? I thought I knew how he died, and I didn't. It is rumored that it may have been poisoning. 
Ah, that's what it is. That's I thought he died by poisoning. But it was wine stuff. The dead it was men. wine stuff. It wasn't poison stuff. I thought he died by poisoning. So when you started talking, about, I was like, he died by poisoning. I'm going to wait for the poisoning one. So it's not officially poisoning. It was wine, but rumored to be poisoning. Yes. So that's why I got that wrong. So that's why I went with the Hitman one. Okay, holy cow. Um, a couple of bad days for me in far, as far as games are concerned. And the tough thing is this is all on record. This is all on Rip. record for history. 2-0, you are 4 for 4 and thrifty trivia trivia, so I'm sure you will be back to the show. Shane Becker and myself, the Brick Body Kids pop-up shop. Check it out now. Hit us up on social media. Reserve a spot and time to come and check it out. I want to give a special shout-out to Steve Barris of Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com. Their music is incredible. Alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons. Commonwealth Press, our sponsor. For a limited time, order 50 shirts. You get 12 in the order for free. Order 50, 12 for free. CWPress.com, just use promo code thrifty promo code thrifty at cwpress.com 12 shirts for free in an order of 50 do you have any plugs before we throw this one away to the trash all the plugs that i think i need i'd like to give a shout out to my dog jasper for being our little logo inspiration shout out jasper i'll give a shout out to toddy tondera for being one of the most amazing mm-hmm. business partners that i've ever had in my wow. entire life i think that we've grown exponentially closer in the last two weeks especially just putting an immense amount of work yeah and i think the 3 a.m 4 a.m stuff if anyone ever gets a chance to swing by you will see how much actual effort and like care that we've actually put into this yeah um, i hope people see that I hope they do too. Um, yeah. Be on the lookout for Brick Body Kids Instagram, maybe a little website. Um, I'd like to give a plug to maybe myself, mm-hmm. a little Berg Vintage. Um, you shouted it out before, but that's my Knife Juice Dom, Knife the creator Juice, Dom. of the logo. Dom, please hit him up. He is at Knife Juice. Very cute work, in my opinion. Cute work, but also just he takes a lot of time and actually yeah. puts effort into it. He did. Not only our logo, but he's now coming over today and delivering a framed drawing for us to hang up, like you said. Our first hangable piece. And when I say cute, I did give his permission to say that. I didn't mean to, if that sounded like demeaning. No, they're very cute. Yeah, no, his work is incredible, but I find it very endearing and very cute and very gentle. Oh, yeah. And that's what I like. It's not aggressive at all. Yeah, I love it. And so we got a lot going on. August 17th, there's going to be a Facebook event out there for you to stop on by if you're local. Um, yeah, stop on by, have some food, check out some stuff, talk to other vintage sellers. Come have a Labatty with Come us. Come to have a Labatt Blue Beer, the alcohol. And for everybody else, get roached.